Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the financial updates of Nintendo. I'm James Matamontamagno. And I am Michael Waterlog Rivat. Oh, no. How's that going in New York? <laughs> oh, geez. It, it has been just rain pretty much every day. It's it's we're, we've had enough. The the rivers are overflowing. We we do not need any more rain. It's been terrible. Uh, everyone always, you know, they always say like Seattle has tons of rain, which is it, it does. But comparatively to anywhere in New York, no, we do not have any rain. Basically, it, I I just looked quick to see what the weather is forecasted, and every day but Wednesday is a rain drop. Ooh. So I do not like that. It's getting super beautiful here. It's deceiving though. Yesterday I went out for a bike ride. And I look out the window and it's just super lush. The sun is shining down. You know, there's some clouds in the sky. It looks great. I walk outside 45 degrees. I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. I hate like when I'm that happens. Gone too far. I can't turn back and get a coat. can't do that. <laughs> I'm going for it. I'm going just going to be it. cold now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a big, crazy update this week in the world of Nintendo news. We did not expect this much. We should have because it was Nintendo's financial report. Uh, they're a quarterly, so all sorts of crazy news came from that. We link to the PDF in the show notes, so you can browse it. It's a beautiful, just stunning PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Gripping. It it It's fun to look at the financial report. So this is their fiscal year ending March 2019. It's fun to see how they present to their investors and how they have to have charts and graphs and the, like <laughs> software attach rate. That equals software units sold divided by hardware units sold. We just want to make sure that you understand what that means. Uh, so that is fun to really kind of break down. These fun numbers are just having words such as the Nintendo Switch business remains in a growth phase. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, just just good. good to know. I just but feel like their presentation is the most un-Nintendo thing I've ever seen. There's no... Like it's the it's the dry there's from for the company that you would expect, it doesn't have like the presentation you would expect it to have. You no. know, it's very corporate, very just like here's text and on the other side some little screen grabs and charts. There you go. That's and, yeah. all you get. That's all you get. That's nice. <laughs> well, before we get to that, we do have an update from our friends over at the Humble Store. Now, we had reported previously that the Humble Store was starting to offer Nintendo Switch and 3DS download codes. So if you didn't want to buy from the eShop directly, uh, maybe you know you had uh, you wanted to pay with a different type of payment that the eShop didn't accept, or you didn't want to go on Amazon for some reason and get download codes, well, you could go to the Humble Store, uh, which also has bundles often, but they also have a store. So Nintendo started offering things again, uh, always was restricted to just North America, but now it's still restricted to North America, but there's third party uh, games available from Sega, Capcom, Team 17 and Head Up Games, uh, which you know include all the Sega uh, Ages games, the Sonic games, Valkyrie Chronicles, all the Mega Man collections, Anamusha, Street Fighter, uh, Overcooked, The Escapist, um, uh, all sorts of other things from Head Up Games too. So they added all these titles onto them. Uh, so you can just go over to the Humble store, click it, buy it, get your code, you're good to go. There's been no updates if they're going to offer bundles, but I have to imagine that this is the first step just so we can get a Nintendo bundle and then I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there definitely seems to be you know, they're they're moving in that direction. So I think that if that does happen, fantastic. I'm all excited for that. Right now, it's still kind of like, meh. 
But if it does get to the point where we are getting humble bundles and there's an, you know, I, I still have been reading, I'm getting mixed reports on whether or not when you purchase from this store, if these things get, if, if donations are made to a charity, mm. because originally when this came out that Nintendo was offering games on there, it said that it was not um, going towards charity. It was just, this was another place you could buy a game. So I, I keep seeing mixed reports. Some people saying it is, some people saying it isn't. I don't know. I don't understand why they won't be more clear with that. Uh, if it is, that to me would be a reason to go here whether it's a discount, whether or any of that other stuff, if I can get the same game and a portion of what I pay goes to charity, then of course that that makes it all worthwhile. But I just can't get a confirmation that that's the case. So if anybody knows, let us know for sure. But that doesn't seem to be the case. I We did talk about this a little bit last week, but Super Smash Brothers, with the update that we recently got, we can now create our own stages. And as you ex- would expect, nothing but adult, wonderful, very mature stage creation has happened. No, that's not true. That's not no, true at all. No. There has been racist things. There has been a lot of uh, adult material coming out that's been out there, but... Nintendo is doing their best to kind of start removing that. I, I'm, I'm actually shocked they didn't see this coming to begin with. Because no matter if you give anybody, anybody the opportunity to create something and post it, you can almost be a hundred percent sure that it's going to be inappropriate. Yeah. So they're now going through. They're now kind of moderating this a little bit more and and getting rid of all of the inappropriate stuff. But that's kind of a controversial thing because one of the stuff that's happening is a user, Twitter user named Warm Safina has posted that her stage, which features a trans rights flag in the in the in the stage, has been taken down. And Nintendo has said it's inappropriate um, and that it's actually they consider it a political statement, and that's why it's been taken down. So some people say, well, you know, it's their right to to take these things down. It does go up against whatever they're saying, whether it's a political statement or however they feel about it. Other people say, well, you should have things like that. And that's a really it's a tough that's a tough situation to be in. I think no matter what you do, if you're posting stuff like this, I in in for me, there's always a time and a place, and I'm not sure Smash Brothers is the time or the place for any sort of statement, but. They are also not consistent with how they're moderating. Yeah. So while this person's trans rights flag was taken down, if you actually search for that, there's dozens of others still there. So it's kind of like, well, is this is this for everyone or are you literally going through and picking people? Do you not have enough people to do the moderation? Mm. They need to figure that part out. I don't. I don't know. It's a really tough. Obviously, there's things that are very clearly inappropriate, but then there's other stuff where it's like, is this really that bad? Is this something that needs to come down or, you know, be more clear with what you want people to be creating, I guess. Yeah. And it it has to come down to what the content is. And also maybe it's the name of the stage. Maybe it's something else. It's all about consistency and laying those guidelines down, which is very important and you know google and youtube and facebook and all the companies any any online has to worry about this too it's a it's a big thing sure all the time 
And, uh, you know, I think it's just being clear about it saying, Hey, like, Hey, we're not allowing any, any, any X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. And we're just doing it just as a catch all and we're going to be consistent, but they have to actually be consistent about it. Oh yeah. And that's hard because there's probably tons of submissions and you could just submit this over and over and over again. And, you know, you're going to see, you know, are they going to catch all of them? Are they reviewing every single one? Is it machine learning that's doing it? Is it a mechanical Turk? Is it, you know, Nintendo employees doing it? So that becomes the hard part of it. Uh, and, you know, I'm pretty sure that Miitopia had the same issues that anyone could yeah. submit things and show up again. Any anything is going to have issues. But I always feel as if often, maybe not with this one, but for the, you know, bits and pieces of people's bodies that um, are hanging <laughs> off and, and doing things, the rockets of the world, uh, those, <laughs> you know, we obviously know we want those to be removed. But I feel like that's usually the people being smart Alex in the beginning, yeah. seeing what they can get away with. And if they can, if they can put some of that out there, then they're like, okay, you know, they, they call up, but you know, the other one is, is much of a, they need to just figure out rules and, and they need to think about that in future products as they do it. So I think maybe even in the beginning, because I, I haven't played with the, like the, the stage builder at all. Yeah. And I don't know if there's anything that you have to acknowledge or accept when you do go into it. So my question would be, you know, here's our rules. Mm -hmm. You can't do this. There's no, there's no racist. There's no body parts. There's no political agenda or views or anything like that, whether it's right or wrong. They're not saying, you know, don't be proud or don't represent yeah. whatever you're saying. It's just, this isn't the place we want that to be shared. And you either accept that or you don't. And if you don't, then you don't create a stage here. And I think maybe if that's if they put that right at the very beginning so people can acknowledge it and accept it or not, you may get rid of some more of this where you can't say, oh, well, you know, why are you taking down my stage that I created? I'll tell you this much. I just opened up the app, the official app. Mm -hmm. And there is some inappropriate content on there currently. Still, so yeah, it's, they're not gonna be able to catch everything. So yeah, that's the problem. That, that's yeah. the problem they're going to have. Now, one thing may even just end up taking it down. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, you know, you what? fine. You can't have nice things. This is why we don't have nice. This things. is why we don't have nice things. You ruin this. <laughs> you ruined this stage creator is gone. gone. You're, you're done with it. No, the worst thing that they would do is they would be old school Nintendo, which is, you can have a stage builder, but you can only share stages with your friends mm. via a code. I can ah! see that happening. Yeah, a code. <laughs> a yeah, code. exactly. So I could definitely see that happening where you can no longer share it, which was one of the things I was most excited for was the fact that you could share this yeah. like, with, every, with the public. Now, know? if they could do it in a way where by default it's with your friends and the app, you can see all your friends, you can easily you know see each other's content. That's kind of cool. It's like an Instagram then. Uh, and then you could maybe then submit it to go global, you know, you have to go through a process, you have to accept stuff. And then that gets reviewed by a human, right? And takes time, but mm -hmm. um, we'll see how that goes. But I, I, it's too late. It's too late now to go back. That's the problem. So, well, something that I could not be more hyped for in the entire world is the brand new Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie that's coming out in less <laughs> than a month. I was seeing Avengers and they had a big prop uh, with Pikachu and everything all set up and I took photos and uh, last week Ryan Reynolds who voices Pikachu put out a very beautiful trailer kind of the yet another trailer uh, showcasing 
um, the the movie and sort of this has like a very, you know, um, wonderful world uh, song that goes with it. And it's a lot of Pokemon like getting together and stuff. And we see the usual suspects, the Psyduck, the Pikachu, the Jigglypuff of the world. Uh, so again, I could not be more hyped. If you haven't seen the trailer, go get it. I am having a hard time having friends wanting to go see it with me. Uh, they're about 50-50, but I am all in midnight release. I cannot be more excited, way more excited than Avengers. So go watch these trailers. It's I don't My one friend said, and I'll get your opinion before we move on, he said it looks too creepy. Like the, the, the mixing the real world with the Pokemon world just can't wrap his head around it. Uh, I mean, there's certain Pokemon that are creepy. Like uh, there's definitely, what's his name? Jinx. I think was is a creepy oh, looking Pokemon in there, the clown thing. Um, I'm excited for it though. It like I said, we've talked about it. It reminds me of Ninja Turtles. I think it was like one of those kinds of mm. movies. It just so, it seems like a movie from the '90s when I was growing up, and and I think that's exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I will say though, I have stopped watching the trailers for. It. I feel like we have a lot yeah. of trailers. Uh, and in general, I don't usually watch too many trailers anyway. Like I'll watch one and then from there, you know, I'll say like, okay, yes, I'd like to see this or no, I don't care about this, but that I don't want to yeah. see anymore because I, I, I just see, I feel like we get too much from the, a lot of these trailers. So I want to go into things with as little as possible. Um, you know, you're, you're going to watch some, you know, you're excited about it or you're not like the star Wars trailer. You, you watch the trailer. You're like, yeah, okay, I'm all in on this or I'm not all in on this. And then that's it. Nothing's going to really change your mind, you know? And I, so I haven't watched this one. I, I'm already like, yep, I want to see it. Uh, it I, I could kind of see the creepiness <laughs> factor though. I, I, I can, I can see that it is a little weird. Pikachu doesn't look creepy no. to me, but I can see how some of them are definitely creepy, weird. Pokemon. This trailer is a, an okay one if you haven't watched any of them because it's almost a mashup of the other ones together. So it give it's shorter. It's only a minute and 20 seconds. So it gives a less. And I do want to correct you before we carry on, which is you were thinking of Mr. Mime, not Jinx. Very, oh, Mr. very Mime. similar. Very similar. Just in case our listeners are like, oh, God, Michael, do you, are you even a <laughs> Nintendo uh, fan at all? Anyways. Mr. Mime. Well, speaking of Nintendo, Switch now has outsold Nintendo 64 throughout its entire lifetime. The data comes in from VG Charts, and it has said that the Switch just recently sold 217 units for the week ending the uh, 6th of April and believes that's what puts it over. That's the thing that it needed. It has now shifted 33.15 million units as of the date. And Nintendo has actually said that the Nintendo 64 in its lifetime did 62.93. So we have now put another Nintendo system to rest with the Switch. Is this on track to be the all-time selling console for Nintendo? I think it's possible well, two years it's only been two years it's port versus portable versus home i guess is the question but it's both i mean if they come both. out with like a switch light or any of these other ones that they keep talking about it's still technically a switch right like would they consider that a different thing i don't i don't think so so do you multiply by two then really because it's two systems in one so really it's sold 60 million I don't I don't know. I I think the fact that it's got both is what's going to push it over. I think it's going to end up being the the all-time. That's tough though because if you had two different 
Game Boys, like is 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 the new Game Boy whatever 3DS the same? Is it considered the same console as the yeah. 3DS? All right, well then it's you really have to a, consider the Switch. Yeah, it's the family. So once they come out with this, you know, portable only mode, and then the Pro version, you heard it it's here still first, first time. Yeah, still a Switch. So I think it's. So, I think it's going to be the number one console for Nintendo. What it needs, what it's missing, is an HD remake of Super Mario sixty four. That's all it needs. <laughs> well, what it needs is for that ten cent um, deal to work out, where they get into yeah. China and then they just sell a bajillion versions of this. It's very true. Very true. <laughs> That'd be rad. Now we're going to start to get into some of the financial report updates and. Before we get even into that, you know, there's all sorts of companies around the globe that are tracking every single company. They give, you know, shareholders and people that want to buy stocks in companies sort of averages of should you buy, should you hold, should you sell? And Zacks is one of them, the consensus estimate. They do these where you, you know, strong buy, a buy, a hold, you, you know, sell, things like that. Now, we'll talk about the very strong earnings that they had. But what's really unique here is that they believe that there's going to be not only a previous huge sort of earnings, which did phenomenal, you know, according to their estimates, they had a average positive surprise that their earnings were up 46.44%. And they're like, you know what, we also think that it's going to continue, give it a strong rating that revenues themselves are expected to benefit because of such a super solid game release schedule. So, you know, I think what's important that we saw from the last two years since the Switch has been out is that there's been a consistent, strong releases of games. And even though the Nintendo 3DS, which we'll talk about, isn't going to be getting very much, if anything, this year, they continue to support it last year. You know what? I'm pretty sure a 2DS and those games cost nothing to make. So it's all pure profit, especially if you're just re-releasing some games. So we see huge sort of um, earnings coming from Nintendo, which we'll talk about, but also for the fact that um, their revenues um, themselves are up and beating uh, every single one of these uh, big sort of groups out there putting numbers on them. So it's an interesting read into financial sort of breakdowns because numbers and statistics, but I think more than anything, sort of the actual financial reports that Nintendo gives out is way more interesting in the bite-sized things that come from it. Yeah. And when I was going through that article, it was so crazy to me how volatile those stocks mm -hmm. can be. You know, one minute you're hearing like, oh, we didn't hit our numbers, our projected numbers for units sold. St the stock drops like a rock. Then you get like, well, we've got a big lineup coming out. Potentially, there's not even a you know, confirmation on a lot of those the stocks go yeah. flying up. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, this is craziness, you know? Bloomberg came out with a report saying that the new, cheaper, light version of the Switch would be coming out very, very soon. Maybe as soon as mm -hmm. the end of June. Very, very soon. Well, Nintendo actually came back and said, no, 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 we are not going to be seeing or showing anything at E3. We're not going to see any new hardware. They said that as a general rule, we're always working on new hardware and we will announce it when we are able to sell it. So 
I, I'm kind of happy they put a squash on it, but I will say that that is still not a confirmation that there's nothing coming out. He like literally Nintendo is just saying we're not showing at anything at E3. We could get a direct before it. We could get a direct after. And I'm not even convinced that a light version of a switch is E3 worthy, yeah. to be honest with you. I'm not even like it's an iteration of something that already exists. I do think people would be excited for it, but I don't think it's something they would announce in much more than just a press release. I just don't think it's that it's not the next system it's just an iteration of the system how many times has 3ds come out with another version of something where you just get a little blip on the radar it's not a big to do about it Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if something comes out around that time but i don't think the way they worded this it's going to be during e3 that we're going to be hearing about I hope not. I hope that they just announce more games, get that going. And if it's going to be a winter, I always am all about this. Why announce something that's not, if it's going to take away sales from your current system, I would rather it be closer one month out, get your pre-orders. It's out for the holidays Yeah. because now they're going to have a bulk of switches. So even if they sell out of this new portable version, if there is one, then people just buy the regular one. So they'll have that, you know, constrain, uh, they won't have that constraint on the, the inventory going into the fall. So again, I'm all about not announcing this stuff really till the end of the year. So. Yeah. And I think that they, they may even be worried where they're thinking, okay, now we've got all these people that are interested and they're not buying switch because they think something's coming out in a month or two. We got to put it, we have to kill this rumor. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that financial report. Now, there are a bunch of different articles that break down little bits and pieces, but I'm going to go through some of the top little snippets here. Just here's a bunch of fun facts for you, okay? So Nintendo Switch sell-through up January to March of this year, up 35% over last year. Pretty phenomenal after holidays. They had a big... um, PowerPoint presentation about how it did amazing over the holidays and after the holidays. So they were saying, you know, the sell through between Japan, North America and EU up 23% overall over the full fiscal year. So end of March 2018 to March 2019. The sales pace in Japan is now above the Wii. It's not above the 3DS or DS, which has just astronomical chart around the same time. In America, the Nintendo Switch is only lagging behind the Wii of sales pace. So it's overtaken Wii U, 3DS, and DS. In Europe, Wii and DS, it has now overtaken the 3DS. Combined between all of them, it is only trailing the DS by a little bit. It's overtaken the 3DS. And the Wii, of course, is up there. But now long tail, who knows? Some fun stats, though. They said... We broke. They broke down top games played by people that bought a console on the very first day. Like, what did they play? What's your number one guess? You're probably looking at the report, but what would you assume? Uh, Zelda. No, Zelda was the fourth game at 11. percent um, This this is uh, you know because it's the life. It's the life of it, right? This is between January and March. Sorry, between January and March. Oh, so Zelda was hmm. fourth. Smash Bros. was number one, 26% of all people, followed by Mario Kart at 16%, Pokemon at 13%, and then Legend of Zelda at 11%. So really, really great to see that. Sure. Um, now, software is selling through the roof. The 
software itself, first party titles are up 70% year over year. Bananas. Um, Super Mario used Deluxe. It became the first million seller within the first two weeks. It sold more than 2.5 million. Yoshi's Crafted Worlds outperformed all past titles. Uh, has a high percentage of, of of split between male and female users. Digital sales are all time high, coming in at, for the first time ever over a hundred billion yen, some dollar amount there, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. The sales now we talked about hardware between Wii and Switch. Well, software sales though per unit is crushing it compared to the Wii um, between the average like sale price. Uh, is up uh, a 10,000 10, yen, uh, which is crazy. So you're seeing really big reports there. They got a little bit more into the digital uh, frontier. They talked about some of the games that are coming out, the futures there. And then they got into like, hey, we updated this stuff. Let's talk about online. I know everyone cares about it. They now have a global membership of 9.8 million subscribers to the Nintendo Switch online hmm. in six months. That's crazy it's pretty yeah it's pretty good definitely yeah compared to what did you just say 33 million have been sold so a third of all people a third that's pretty good and they also decided to give an update on tetris 99 one of my favorite games of all time and it's been available only since february so only two months and already 2.8 million accounts have booted it up and played the game so a third of a third so a ninth of all nintendo switch uh, owners have played, I guess it'd be like a third, but, uh, or a 10th or so have played Tetris 99. Um, and they do say they don't give numbers, but they say that online people, uh, online members are enjoying the Nintendo switch online NES system that they enjoy. They're enjoying it. Sure. Sure. Guy, they're enjoying it. I'm telling you, they are telling me they like, they like it. They're, they they love it. They're, they are all about it. So that's, <laughs> that's sort of my high level breakdown of everything. To me, you know, the, the huge amount of subscribers that are active is really great. Uh, that does include family memberships and trial accounts. So, you know, I don't know, I guess it's not paying, but so nearly mm-hmm. 10 million. That's good. And I'm, Three million people playing a Tetris game is pretty pretty phenomenal, I think. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. I would be interested to see because you know, obviously that number they they have played it. How many are active? How many are current? You know, I do think Nintendo they they did say that they have plans for that. I'm curious to see what, how they can push that. How can they use that more? Clearly, people are hungry for Nintendo to do more like things like mm-hmm. this. How can we get more of that? You know, why couldn't you have that game on your phone as well as playing people on the Switch? Why can't you have, you know, when when the mobile game, um, what is it, Dr. Mario comes out, can we have that on the Switch? And now we're playing people on mm. their phone and on the Switch. Like, how can we go with what they already started? People are hungry for it. It's proven. And really blow it out of the water. Yeah. Tetris 99 could be on your phone. Yeah. You could play that game on your yeah. phone, I think. Um, and it would be interesting to see it, with Dr. Mario to do that and and have it so that I could be on the go. I maybe I, maybe the Switch, like I don't have it on me. You know, I'm at work, or I'm doing whatever, and I just have my phone, and I could still be playing you, who's playing on your yeah. Switch. I think that would be cool, and it would expand for Nintendo even more. So. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'm into it. No, 
Yeah. So something that did come out, and this may be a surprise, this is definitely something you and I have discussed a lot <laughs> regarding uh, the 3DS. And it does seem, they don't want to say it, Nintendo will not say it, they're, they're like, nope, nope, it's not. Uh, they're looking away, they don't want to even talk about it. It does seem as if Nintendo 3DS, yeah, that's dead. That, it is dead. because So a year ago, just to put some context on this, a year ago during the investor briefing, Nintendo actually claimed that they're going to support the 3DS. They said that they've got new software coming out. They've got, they we're going to be doing all kinds of stuff from 2019 and on. We're, we've got craziness coming out. We got Luigi's Mansion. We got WarioWare Gold. Well, this year... <laughs> It was basically crickets. Nothing was happening. They didn't announce anything. They didn't even talk about it. They didn't. They said, in fact, uh, a Nintendo spokesperson wrote a response to something Kotaku actually asked. They said, we have nothing new to announce regarding first party software for the 3DS. Um, We can confirm new software is coming from third party party publishers. So, you know, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot happening here. I I do think that Kirby Extra Epic Yarn will probably be the last first-party game. Um, And then anything significant from third-party is going to be that Persona QT that comes out. And then that'll be be it. Here's my prediction. Uh They're going to come out... (laughs) They're going to come (laughs) out with a new portable switch, okay? And then you turn it to be vertical... And then there's a Nintendo 3DS attachment, okay? And 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 then there's a a 3DS slot, and you can put in any 3DS game into the side of it. And then that way you can play all your Switch games and your 3DS because it's got a touchscreen, right? And then they just put an artificial black bar in the middle, boom. And then there's triggers on the side. It's going to be like it's super janky, super huge, super ugly. And then boom, that's what they're going to do. What if, what if though, okay, so I like where you're going with this. What if the updated pro comes with a slot that allows you to play 3DS games? It would blow, it would blow people away. Like that would, that would change, that would change the game really. I mean, you could, you could have a, not even, okay. So not even, I I don't know how that would feel. That would be pretty terrible. But I'm thinking it has a foldable screen, like the Samsung fold. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm wondering though because you do have these the the ports on the side where your Joy-Con slide yeah. in. If you could, you could make something that would be pretty cool. Yeah, like you could yeah. make that work. I don't I don't know. That'd be interesting. I mean, I would be sold on the idea of having another port up here where I could put in my 3DS games and still be able to play them. I'm I'm into it. Let's do it because I was just playing my my 3DS on the trip. We talked about it last week and. Yeah. It's a solid the game. It's good. Well, a lot the of library good games. is unbeatable. Unbeatable. Uh, well, let's get into some new games. They uh, and some game news. They talked about on the financial report. You didn't have anything else to say on that, did you? No, right. that was it for me. You're like, look at James just switching context so fast. No, I liked I, I liked game news and new games. And I new liked games. that line. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice. Right, and games that you may be able to play on your mobile phone very soon. In fact, I've already signed up for this. On the call, they were talking about their new mobile games, Dr. Mario World and Mario Kart Tour. And they are going to have a closed beta from May 21st to June 4th for Android users. Yes, mm-hmm. we win. And <laughs> uh, I assume that this is because the Android ecosystem is so fragmented that you have to give the world a test so they can fix all the crazy Android bugs. Uh, it's for North America and Japan. You just sign up 
Uh, I don't know necessarily how they're picking people, but you can sign up on their website with your Nintendo account, Bingo Bango. I believe you have to do it on your Android device. I'm pretty sure it looks at the browser. Uh, it's a closed beta test, uh, and it's going to be under development. It's held for customers to help improve quality of the game. The number of customers who may participate in this test is limited. If the number exceeds the number of possible participants, they'll randomly select participants, blah, 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 blah. you got to get in your submission by May 7th, and then they'll pick some stuff. Now, we know that it'll be arriving summer 2019 for Android and iOS devices, so we'll see how that goes, but I'm an Android user. I've signed up, so we'll see if I get to go hands-on with it at some point into the future. That would be pretty exciting. I, I, I was either thinking that iOS would get one at a later date, but it's getting so close, like June. I think this is going to be one of those. I think this could be an E3, and now you can play it today thing. Uh, that'd be cool. I will tell you this, that on iOS, I know from experience, it's really hard to do beta tests officially. Apple does not like someone putting out software that says trial or beta. They say if you release software, it is finished software. Gotcha. So, and then their service test flight that they use to install test applications from the store has a hard limit of a, like 10,000 users. So it would be, wow. you know, it's it's really not easy. They want finished product on there. They yeah. don't want. Okay. And then the only- it's, it's funny because that's going to, that's going to go into our, a conversation for us later okay. too, because I do have some, something to talk about with that. All right. Uh, all right. So now getting into more game news, Nintendo actually did re, uh, reconfirm, I guess, some of the release windows for some of their biggest games coming out this year. Uh, they're pretty even across the board as far as Japan, United States, Europe, the dates may fluctuate slightly, but nothing, nothing too, out of control but as far as the united states because that's where you and i are everything is as we thought it was basically the only things that are still up in the air bayonetta 3 to be announced we don't even have a, a year we don't even have a year for that metroid prime 4 never. still no year never things like uh legend of zelda Link's awakening 2019 a lot of these things are still just saying 2019 they don't even give us a season they don't even give us anything like that some of them say fall for like dragon quest we get fall 2019 so i i don't know the, this stuff comes out where it's like these reconfirmed dates but there's really not much that they give us beyond the fact that it's like oh yeah no it's still summer 2019 okay cool metroid prime cool i i'm waiting for e3 we're gonna get a lot more definitive dates when that happens and that's what i'm excited for like pokemon to me that one i'm excited to see late 2019 mm -hmm. probably gonna be november yeah. right animal crossing everybody's super pumped for that i'm not but a lot of people love that game that's gonna be around the holidays i think that's gonna be a huge huge uh hardware seller especially if they create some sort of bundle mm. i could see that just going crazy i'm excited for legend of zelda uh link's awakening so I, I want more information on that but we'll just keep an eye on it i mean nothing's been pushed that was that we already knew about to next year so other than bandana 3 and metroid prime 4 yeah we do have a, a gap right now which is uh, between now and apparently like end of June, July. Now we do know Marvel is going to probably come out earlier and we're going to pick up that for sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe Damon X Machina will come out a little bit <laughs> earlier. It does say summer or whatever it quantifies as summer. Those are the two that I'm looking forward to. Mostly Marvel now that I know it's online co-op. It's going to be a blast. 
Yeah, I, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see. I'm actually excited to see more of Damon X Machina during E3 because mm. I'm sure they're going to talk about it because I, I bet you they got a lot of feedback from that beta that or that trial or whatever yeah. they put out before. I'm really excited to see how things got refined there. I think that was a game that has a lot of potential, but in its current state was just kind of it would have been a it would have been a pass for me without a doubt. Yeah. Well, maybe something else that may may or may not be a pass for you <laughs> is a new Persona game coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Now, of course, Joker, as we talked about last week, is in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and all sorts of different outfits. And they announced Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. So mm. like, is this a Persona 5 game? Is it a is it like an extended edition? Is it like a bonus deluxe edition? No, it is not. Absolutely not. It is a spin-off action RPG that is a warrior style hack and slash kill them all, blah, blah, blah. Don't care. Yep. File this under games nobody wanted. Like everybody was probably is is pretty upset about this. <laughs> this is this is, you know, like, they did it for Zelda. They did a warrior style, you know, and people yeah. bought it. But again, Persona, I don't I mean, it's the RPG, it's what people want, you know, if you're a Persona fan. So We'll see how it comes out. Maybe it'll be the, you know, you know, Koei Tecmo will just crush it and and sell billions of them. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think that the bait and switch or what, you know what, to be fair, they never even said that it was coming out. True. People did that to themselves. Yeah. So I guess it's not fair for, for us to like look down on that game necessarily, but they also didn't do a whole lot to get rid of that sort of rumor that was going around and this is just not what people want i mean people blew up when uh what was it the um when blizzard announced oh, uh, the Di- mobile version of diablo, diablo. Oh, you know man. and that's kind of what this is like it's like oh yeah uh, what nobody wants this game you know so it's unfortunate it but what are you gonna do now, something I'm excited for, without a doubt, and I know we have a few listeners and a few people on our Discord that are also play Stardew Valley, there's going to be a new update for this. The developer actually tweeted out that they're working on um, update 1.4, and it has a whole, it's a jam-packed of new stuff. And it's a lot of quality of life features that'll be in there, a lot of good stuff in there, little story elements, things like that. I'm excited for this. I can't wait. I've still been playing it. I've put it aside for a couple other games for now, but I'm I, I this is a free update. These this the the developer concerned ape, I think it's maybe a couple people now. It used to be one person making everything. Uh I mean, God bless him, man. He he does such a great job and and the fans support him so much because he really genuinely seems to care about the game and it's his baby so you'll buy it on i did buy it on steam buy it on switch you buy it on your phone you'll buy it on everything you can because it's just like here man you're just doing so much for all of us so i'm excited to see what what comes out in this patch i can't wait and then speaking of upcoming patches this is like oh boy so my time at porsche portia uh, yeah, my time at Portia. I was very, very excited. I, like I said, Stardew Valley, this is very much in that very same vein. Um, I, super, super pumped to be playing this game. I was really just like from our from our Twitter account, I was just kind of like constantly writing them and just, yeah, I'm really excited. And then the game came out and it's it's not bad. I, I can't say that the game is bad. It's just not ready. It's not it's not fully baked. It's it's not ready yet. Like 
Apple would not let this come out on their store, like basically as what you're just saying. Um, But they did say Team 17 has actually just put a blog post out outlining all of the new updates that will be coming out within the next couple of weeks. Better be good. It better be good. I've seen so many (sighs) tweets and you following up about how people are like, I refuse to buy the switch or I cannot even play it right now. So yeah. And and I'm going to get to that too. I I, want to, it's an interesting, it's an interesting perspective and I want to see what you think. And I want to get maybe our listeners to chime in on this because I I'm conflicted with some of the Twitter conversation I was having about this game. So in the update, what we can expect to see is new story. This is going to bring it up to equal what PC has. Mm. This, this update. So we're going to see new story contents, new side quests, new features, birthdays, things like that. Party said new clothing, the game speed adjustment, uh, quality of life stuff. So you're going to see UI changes, which I think is important. Um, there's, there's all kinds of stuff going on. But they do say our team is currently looking into incrementally improving console loading times. Now, this is a problem to me because those that's the problem with the game. I don't care about another shirt I can put on. I care that I have to put my Switch down and go for a walk before I can play the game yeah. because it's literally five minutes to load. Five minutes to load. Um And not only that, when you're switching between menus, there's a hesitation in the menu, just going from like the map to your inventory. It's like, click, and it's, there's a very clear hesitation there. You open a chest, it's a 20 second load time to open the chest in the game. So there's these, there's these issues, these optimized problems, like the game's not ready yet. And, you know, they, they want to talk about having some, you know, rumble. I don't need rumble. I don't even care that there's not sound when I'm running on grass and things like that. It's weird, Mm. but I don't care. You know, that's not breaking the game. The load times are breaking the game. So they're going to look into this. They're going to try to fix this. I'm really hoping this happens. They do mention future updates that aren't in this, like adding voiceover, which Okay, I guess apparently in the in the PC version, it was a Kickstarter. So if you funded mm. a certain amount, you got to do the voiceover. That's cool. It's cool. But I think a lot of people said the voiceovers are terrible because they're not real like voice actors. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. got like just not actors doing voiceover. They're going to improve the UI, which I think the, the the actual text UI. So you can actually see what you're supposed to be seeing, which I think should be in this update. Like that doesn't seem like a future thing. That seems like it should yeah. be more important. Grass. <laughs> they're adding grass texture. Like cool, but your priorities are not, you're, you got to refine your priorities because there's certain things that are breaking your game. Now that gets me to, what the conversation I was having on Twitter. And this is an interesting, I want to see what you think. I was on our account. I was having a back and forth with some people that they were saying, you know, this game is extremely broken. You got to fix the load times. I can't play it. Rustica herself has even said, I'm Mm. waiting. I want to wait because it's ruining the game for me Yeah, because I can't enjoy it, you know, which I get things are popping in when you're in the middle of stuff. Like, it's ruining the experience and you don't want to ruin the game. So you'd rather just wait. Now, in my mind, I wish team 17 and, and um, I can't think of the, the other publisher, but I wish they had said that, you know what, this is 
beta or this is in production or something. This is in, we're working on it, guys. This is beta. You can play it. Everything's there. But in the next couple of updates, we're going to be streamlining. We're That's not what they said. They said, this is done. This is the finished game. It's ported to consoles. You're welcome. So my my conversation, my argument I was having was people, they were saying, well, it was, you know, you should be lucky. Consoles are weaker than PC. They're this, they're that. If I can play Zelda or I can play, um, I mean, Mario, any, or- Mario or, you know, what are some of those amazing ports that we've been getting? Like uh, Wolfenstein. If I can play Dude, that, yeah. then I should be able to play my time at Porsche without having delays in a menu. And I don't, I don't buy a car. If if you bought a brand new car, but you had to wait five minutes before you could start it every time. I, I feel like car. you'd be upset. I'm not going to buy that car. I'm going to return that car. <laughs> you would be upset. And yeah. and, this, and to ha- and have a conversation with someone just saying, oh, you should be happy with what you got. You should be happy that it's finally out. This is what people wanted. They're going to fix it in the future. Look, it's done. The game came out as being done. Don't tell me it's done and then have things missing, have no sound when you're running, which is normal. That's kind of normal in a game. Like you you are not done. So I it's a weird way to think about something by saying like, "Oh yeah, well you just should be lucky. The consoles are weaker and they can't handle it and they're just not up to snuff." Come on, man. I mean, this is like that on th- all the consoles. The game is not. I mean, the game looks beautiful, but it's not pushing the boundaries of, of it. Now, <laughs> here's what I I believe in. You know, Little Nightmares was on the border of just upsetting, but it didn't. We complained about it, but I still really enjoyed the game because I fin- we both finished the game. And this seems to be a situation where this is literally stopping people from buying the game and from people that have bought the game from playing the game, which means they can't go to the store and do a refund and get their money back at all. Maybe they should have waited, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But again, you promised some goods. My assumption here is that this ends up coming down to perhaps the game engine and the type of development process it went through. A very long process. I'm about 90% sure, 95% sure they're using Unity as the game engine, which allows them to go cross-platform. Uh, Unity is a little bit of a heavier engine, but who knows what version of Unity that they're using to compile the game. Unity always has quarterly updates, and it could be the point where I've talked to a lot of game devs. They go, you know what? We have it working on this version of Unity. We're not changing it. Mm -hmm. Unity could come out with a huge update and dramatically cut down all of this by half just by updating the engine, but they're going to have to do a full regression suite. They have to redo, maybe it's tons of breaking changes of code, so it gets really scary so this becomes the problem where it takes them a long time to do it. Sure. And that is probably what happened with Little Nightmares. They probably picked an early edition of the Unreal Engine. And then uh, six months later, Epic comes out with Fortnite on a yep. new version of it. <laughs> they created the freaking thing. So it runs pretty halfway decent. And you know people can put up with some things. But at the same time, here's what I want to say. The, a news article came out after this. When Nintendo added VR support to Mario and to Zelda. Did you see this thing? Did no. you see this report? So they've updated it now. We'll talk about it later from my hands-on impressions of Zelda and VR reality. But even if you're not playing in VR, this is just an update to both Mario and Zelda. And it has cut down the load times by a third in Crazy. the entire game. 
In those games, we didn't even notice. Like, we didn't even have issues with it. No. And they're still refining it. Yep, still refining you know, it. That, so that's the thing. I, I'm not against... I don't think it's a bad game. I actually have been playing it again just to give it more time. Yeah. I just think that the developers need to say, you know what? This is where we're at with it. Just be aware. It's our priority. This Here's what is going to happen. Here's our roadmap. Just be aware that there's going to be load time issues. There's going to be some issues that you're going to bump into. And if you want to wait, we understand, but that we wanted to get it out as soon as possible. Don't tell people it's done. That's definitely just not the way to do it. Yeah. So it was interesting and I'm looking forward to these changes. We'll, we'll see what happens. So some fun accessories. And I think, I think especially one is probably something you're going to you're going to probably want to jump all over. But so if you pre-order this is only in Japan and Europe, but if you pre-order Super Mario Maker 2, you get a little bonus in there, my friend. And that is a very um, it's the official, I should say, switch stylus. Yeah. What? Oh, my goodness. So it's got like a little skin on it. It looks like Super Mario Maker 2. It looks like any sort of tablet stylus that you would get anywhere it's got like the little racer on the end yeah. and whatever but i think that makes sense for this game i do think that if you're gonna probably want to get pretty detailed you may need that but it seems a little wonky because now like where do i put it right like what do you like it's not made for like there's no there's no holder there's no. nowhere to put this thing so what do i do with it you know i just gotta carry this around now yeah so it's interesting it's a cool little pre-order bonus maybe we'll get it here in the states i don't know but I thought it was kind of funny. Now, more importantly, though, talking about other cool accessories that you get for yeah. your Switch, I just talked about VR updates, and there's a company based out of New York called Sweatproof Gaming. They, in the past, um, are are known for like these grips, basically. So if you get little sweaty palms, put it on there. But they took a liking to the Nintendo Labo VR headset and realized, hey, you got to hold it up. You know, you, you might get a little sweat in your forehead. They're coming out with a comfort headset strap attachment for the Nintendo Labo. So I was playing this today. And in fact, you do have to hold up the Labo often with either the controllers in or controllers out. This will add some extra padding. It will hold everything in. You can strap it onto your head uh, and it's going to be about $14. Uh, It's already starting shipping by the time this is out, but they're sold out. So you can get on a list for when they come out. Pretty cool. I might pick one up just because why not? And it looks really well done. You don't have to customize the cardboard in any way. Like it's yeah. made to be built right into it. And it looks like, th- it, not that this is a make or break for me, but the fact that I wouldn't have to hold the the goggles to my head is a huge selling point. Yeah. It starts making it feel like, oh, this is, a, you can have an experience now. I can hold the Joy-Cons mm-hmm. in my hands. I can do more with it. So I, I thought that was a great, they saw a problem and they, they jumped on it and they solved it. So pretty cool. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, I just right now I submitted to be on the list for the when the comfort set comes back in. Sweet. So, yeah. You'll have to give us an update. And that's it for the news, accessory products, so much more. But we do, Michael, have one more news article. And it is part of your supply drop update. So for the last couple of weeks, we did not have much to talk about when it comes to Fortnite. But we do now. And that's <laughs> version 8.5 came out. Now, this did have a ton of like little tweaks and bug fixes and blah, blah, blah. But that's boring. What it really has that people care about is 
a new mode, limited mode, limited time mode called Endgame. And obviously mm. this is the uh, collaboration with Fortnite and the new Avengers Endgame movie that came out. And players now get to pick a side. Well, you don't get to pick a side. You get thrown onto a side, I should say. You're either on the Thanos side or you're on the Avengers side. Mm. Now, I've played this a bunch of times. It's fun. I do enjoy it. It's a little frustrating because I feel like Thanos' side is definitely overpowered. But uh, so you jump in and you play as part of his his army. I guess they're Chitari, I believe is the way, the name, Chitari Warriors. You get to play as one of them. And it seems random. I'm not really sure, but somebody becomes Thanos. And then if you take down Thanos, if the other team takes down Thanos, so another Thanos respawns somewhere else That's now. That's cool. And Thanos is extremely powerful. And as you're playing, um, Soulstone and all of the different Infinity Stones are dropping different spots in the, in the game. And you as the Avengers have to run to that spot and kill all the Chitari before they get pick it up. The Chitari and Thanos are trying to pick it up and there's a gauntlet and they're trying to collect all of them and then they're unstoppable, basically. You no longer respawn if you're an Avenger and it's last man standing so it's very very fun it's very my favorite part is the weapons when you're an avenger you either get the shield captain america's shield you get hawkeye's bow and arrow you get uh thor's hammer or iron man's gloves and they all make the real sounds so when you put the gloves on they're like and then you can fly around like he does and you can shoot and it's all doing the same sound effects and stuff. The gloves are my favorite. Iron Man's are my favorite. You just fly and you feel so cool when you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. You're just kind of cruising around, but uh, it's a blast. It's very, very cool. You get all kinds of like little, you know, if, if you manage to check off all the different challenges, you'll get like different badges and skins and things like that. It's I think it's running for another uh maybe four weeks four weeks i believe is how much more time is left on it i gotta i don't know if it's by a week or if it's by a day so there's there's definitely a lot of time left to play it so maybe maybe two weeks but yeah it's a blast definitely check it out if you play fortnite and uh the music is there the whole thing it's all themed to be like avengers that's so very, cool. very cool i can't yeah. i gotta get on it i'm really excited now yeah you I, should definitely check it out yeah it's been a while since i got on to, to play so this is gonna bring me back i think yeah, it's it's very, very fun. And like I said, I like because you know how everybody drops in. So when you drop in the Avengers, doof, doof, like music is the music is playing mm, and cool. it, it's you got to at least play it twice so that you can get on both sides right. and figure out. Yeah, figure out how it's happened because Thanos side is it, it, it feels overpowered, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but all right. So that's it. Now we are done. Now we got through it all. We're going to get into best sellers this week. So we, like we do every week, we like to run down the top 10 best sellers. And in the number one spot still is Cuphead, followed by Katana Zero, then Mortal Kombat 11, followed by Dynamite Fishing. I told we you. That was a, I told yeah, you. Yeah, we knew that was going to – it was on sale. We knew that was going to pop up there. In the fifth spot, we have Dragon's Dogma, followed by Final Fantasy X and X2. Then Human Fall Flat, followed by Minecraft. In the ninth spot is My Time at Porsche and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Down in top 10, boy, just almost out of the chart. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, and then there's a few games that, you know, they they couldn't hit the top 10, but they're new and they made the top 30. We want to just give them a shout out. In the 18th spot, we have Dawn of Survivors. 
followed by Steam World Quest in the 22nd spot, and then Box Boy and Box Girl in the 26th spot. Woo! That's cool, Just yeah. made it. I picked up Donna Survivors. I haven't played it yet, but I saw that it hit the top charts, and I go, all right, I'll give it a go. Two bucks. Yeah. I picked it up. I downloaded it. I picked up Dynamite Fishing uh, off this list, and we'll talk about it later. Now, it is pretty funny that we complain for about 25 minutes about my time at Porsche. Yeah, it's in the top 10. Top 10. So we'll see over time what will happen here. Just mm-hmm. saying, look out. But Yeah, I think there's a ton of potential. Like ugh. I said, there's a ton of potential. Just get those load times. I don't care about anything else. Get the load times. The game will be awesome. Yeah. Well, let's break down the games that you can get this week that may break into the top 10 next week. Well, coming out to physical release, so things that you can go to the store and pick up. There's going to be three of them. Uh, the first one on April 30th is Final Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age for $50. If you're a Final Fantasy person, you can get that. Pix Arc, which is a, I guess it's the the Arc games, but it's in a mm-hmm. Minecraft-esque world uh, that has online play uh, as well, which is cool, and cloud save data stuff going on that's cool that i haven't played the art games at all but this does look like a very good rendition of a minecraft yeah. type of game that's gonna be 40 dollars. and then the game that we had mentioned a way back on may 2nd from game freak the creators of pokemon giga wrecker alt i can't wait to talk about this one after we break down the digitals which you will do right now Right now. So May 1st, we have Tabletop Racing World Tour Nitro Edition, $30, but it's on sale for $24. Crash Bots for $10, but it's on sale for $9. And then Puzzle Herder for $5. On the second, we have Duck Game for $13. And Black Paradox for $15. Extreme Club Racing for $10, on sale for $7. VA11 Hall A Cyberpunk Bartender Action, right. just beautiful name, $15. Strike Suit Zero Director's Cut for $20. Venture Kid for $10. Hexagravity for two. The Swords of Ditto Mormo's Curse for $15. It's on sale for $12. On the third, we have Helmut the Badass from Hell, $30. Shadows of Adam, $15. It's on sale for $13.50. And Gyro Boss DX for $5. Now we're going to bounce back up. What what stood out to you this week? I see a lot of check marks from you on here of your, your picks. Did you, did you have anything? I don't like anything from this week. It, I went through them all. I think there was maybe the Giga Wrecker is maybe, but there was nothing to me that I am even adding to my wish list from this week. Uh, I am at ends on the Giga Wrecker alt. I'm not sure. Now, this is not published by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It's by Rising Star Games. And, you know, they do do games outside of Pokemon. It's a 2D action adventure their biggest selling point, which is all over the article, is that it's by by Game Freak. But mm. it's not like it's by the people. It could be a different division. It could be interns. I don't know. It could be yeah. just teams that experiment with things. This is on multiple platforms. It's a 2D kind of frantic type of game. The whole concept is that you play um, in, the, in the near future where Earth has been ravaged by robot invaders. But you have 
um, this young girl who kind of becomes the savior. And the whole thing is you have cybernetic arm power-ups that you can transform uh, that into different things and in different modes and, and whatnot. So sort of interesting to sort of look at, but the game graphics don't really do it for me. Mm. They look a little, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but I just said it. Uh, the hand-drawn graphics that are in the promotional artwork look really phenomenal. Yeah. But those don't come over to the gameplay, especially in motion. It doesn't really do it for me. So I'm I'm in between on that. The game that has me most intriguing is a game from a few years ago that came out on PC, which is Duck Game. Have you ever played Duck Game? I have not. I've seen it on Steam, but I've never played it myself. So the Steam reviews are just, this is the best game ever created ever in the entire history of anything. <laughs> and you play as ducks, and it's really very similar to a tower fall type of game. Four ducks go into a battle. Online play. This is from our good friends over at Adult Swim Games, uh, publishing it out there. They have all sorts of different weapons and levels and map editors. And uh, apparently, as they quote, it's the only competitive game on Nintendo Switch with quacking in it. So if that doesn't sell you, sell on it. It, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but it does look like a, f- a fun game and I love online stuff. Uh, beyond that, the only other one that did it is a shmup, a rogue light, rogue, not rogue like, but a rogue light shoot 'em up uh, called Black Paradox. It has a weird name, but you play in a space sort of, you know, bullet hell craziness. But I like the neon esque graphics here. So it's again from our good friends over at Digerati. Uh, game looks pretty pretty solid. Two two player uh, local uh, on it as well. So if you're into shmups and you're dying for a shmuppy shmup, then that might be for you. But that's really all I have. I mean, I'm not a Final Fantasy person. Everything else, Venture Kid looked kind of like okay. Didn't really do it for me. Yeah, that was my problem too. I mean, nothing really. Because I've started going through when we do our list, I put a check for wish list, two checks for must, mm. and nothing on here was really just doing it. I mean, like you said, Vet- Venture Kid was kind of like maybe that could be good. A lot of them seem like games we've seen a couple of times. Yeah. You know, nothing, just nothing felt. You know, last week we had a check almost on every single game between the two of us, True. and this week very, very few. They just didn't do it for me. So I guess that's okay because I I do need a break. My my laundry list of games is getting pretty out of hand. So they can't all be winners. But that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? All right, let's get into it. Everyone's, you know, number one thing that they're dynamite fishing. Uh, (laughs) So I picked up dynamite fishing. I said at the end of the show last week, 10 cents with tax. And this is a game where you are racing the computer or someone locally, I believe there's no online play, in a world tour to explode, shoot up, implode fishes. It's it's a linear game. So you're going across and your boat, you're, you customize your boat, you customize your person, you customize your weapons. There's nukes and there's rockets and there's machine guns and and your entire goal is to to rack up as many fish and combos as humanly possible. It feels like a mobile game where they want to nickel and dime you, but they don't nickel and dime you with any additional add-on. So it's 10 cents. That's all it is. Uh, And I played it for like a good hour and I was like, that was worth 10 cents. That was pretty fun. Uh, So I was about it. It it loaded up pretty quick. There wasn't a lot of lag. The game worked good. I came in first place. I was very happy. (laughs) I racked up the fish. 
uh, and a solid game. So if you're looking for a 10 cent game, I give it five stars. So <laughs> at, at 10 cents. I mean, and it does sound like it's like a fun, just a fun. I mean, any game has got to be worth 10 cents you're, for the most part. Your kids, if you had kids, this is, I mean, no brainer, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a good idea. They, it's going to, you know, what they're going to put on the Dynamite Fishing website, a million copies sold on Nintendo Switch. Right? <laughs> but what's a million, right? So if let's say they, let's say they sell a million copies, one million copies. At the 10 Now cents. they're going to take uh, a 30% cut, I assume, from Nintendo. So you get 0.07 cents. They just made $70,000. I yeah. mean, it's not a lot of money, but. That's <laughs> it's, a, I mean, it's not a lot. Pretty but good. It could be for them. Who knows? Maybe I don't know what it normally is. It, what's the normal price for this game? A do- five dollars, two dollars. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Pretty okay. sure so it's, it's okay. like ninety nine percent off one of those. So um, that's it. I also picked up. I was on sale. I only think 10 percent off or something, but it was in my list. It was in my wish list. I talked about it before. Uh, Gunman Clive HD edition. Phenomenal, spectacular side scroller, hand drawn Western, super good game. It came out on the the DS a long time ago. Super glad to see it come over. Includes Gunman Clive and Gunman Clive Two. I can contest that this game is flawless. Works beautifully on the Nintendo Switch. The graphics are great. The HD upgrades are phenomenal. Uh, There's no lag. It's super butter. Boots super quick. Um, it's I think it was two dollars and fifty cents. I cannot recommend this nice. game enough. Uh, it's it, there's different modes of challenge inside of it. I played it on normal, uh, and I, I beat through. It's a game that you're gonna beat in like an hour, you know. But for two dollars and fifty cents, you're like, this is you know that's for one of the games, and the second one's longer. But you're like, wow, this is a great value for the game and production level in it from one individual. Super good, super good. Nice, nice. I mean, you know. I, I kind of appreciate the games that we can get through in 10 and under, you know, 10 hours and under right now, because we, we you and I are playing so much or, or so little and we have so much we want to play that, you know, over the past couple, like My Time at Porsche, Stardew Valley, Hollow Knight, like these games are, they're a commitment. So when I got to play, um, watch, what was the one with the fire tower, fire I don't know what it Firewatch. Whatever it was. Firewatch. When I got to play Firewatch and beat it in six hours, it was very satisfying. Mm-hmm. It was like a very good movie. You know, you got to go from start, middle to end within a sitting. And it was just kind of like, yes, that's nice. And I and I can appreciate when you can pay a couple bucks, you have a great experience, and you finished it and you could say, okay, done. done. You know, so I think that's that's fantastic. Is that how Steam World Heist is? No, no, <laughs> I'm still working on it. So as far as what I'm playing, <laughs> so for me, I like to continue playing games I can play nonstop forever. Um, I like I said, I've been playing Fortnite because we have some new stuff. This actually, I, I was doing really, really good with all my weekly challenges, and then going away for work, it's hard for me to like kind of put some time into it. So I've been trying to catch up with that. But what really brought me back is I wanted to do the end game mode mm. and I'm having fun with it. I've got a couple challenges left and I'll be all caught up uh, to everything. And SteamWorld Heist, SteamWorld Quest is out. I didn't buy it. I, I was able to not do it because Good. I have so many games. I just can't buy another one and have like start something and 
just have it sitting in there partially played. I'm, I'm, yeah. I need to finish some games. So SteamWorld Heist, I'm still playing it. I love everything about it. It's fantastic. And like I said, I did put some more time in at, on my time at Porsche. Um, if you can ignore the loads, like we already discussed, the game is already very, very charming. It's wonderful. And, and I really, really cannot wait until they can nail this, like the load times down because I can see myself putting hundreds of hours into this game. You know, you're just walking around, you're meeting all these eclectic characters and there's just so much to do. I'm loving what I can play. I, I can't wait till it's optimized for the switch. I know it's going to be fantastic, um, but that's for me. What about VR? You got to explain what you've been up to. So this morning, I decided, you know what, for the podcast, I got to put in the time and I got mm-hmm. to put together this this Labo VR because yeah. the updates had come out. I just read about the Zelda updates. I got really excited about it and uh, I updated my Zelda. I put in, I opened up my Nintendo Labo uh vr i bought the starter pack which has the the blaster gun in it but also has a bunch of games that you can just play with the helmet so if you want to get up and running like i did this morning it took maybe 30 minutes to put together 30 ish minutes to put together the vr headset uh and and it's pretty pretty nice pretty solid construction where you slide in the switch and there's a little sort of uh, holster that goes over it so if you're playing with no joy cons it doesn't slide out but there's nice little cushion padding that you put together on the inside so when you slide your switch in because you slide it in from left to right it doesn't scratch anything and kind of has some nice cushion in there so that was really well put together and it amazes me how quick you put together something like this uh the largest part of the inside the vr goggle part was already pre-compiled so the entire the lenses and everything they have you know they have some protective sealant over it so you don't get your fingers on it and that took, like I said, like a half an hour, maybe 40 minutes to put together. It took me a little bit longer than I thought it would. I didn't put together the blaster because I was like, this is going to take me two hours. I don't got time for that right now. <laughs> got to hire a task rabbit. So that'll be for next week. But um, I was like, let me just check it out. Right. It's like, let's play. So you go in and you have about 15 games unlocked at the beginning. I think you need the other accessories built to unlock more. Uh, and they unlock as you build the accessory, which makes sense. It's the same game cartridge regardless of what you get. You just pick what version you have in the beginning. But it gives you 15 games because the very first thing you do is you put on the Labo VR headset and then there's a little person and you're moving them around. You're jumping like a little robot. And then there's a bunch of mini games. So uh, some of them are, are cool. You un you undo half the games have it with the Joy-Cons on and half of them off. The most challenging and frustrating part is that you have to put them on and off constantly, like kind of mm-hmm. I'm picking this game. I got to take it off. I got to put it on. There is a really cool thing, though, on the top of the I don't know how they do it. So on the top of the Nintendo Labo VR case, there's a button and you tap on the button and it acts as a button click. So I don't know how or what magic is gyro or something, but you tap on it and it acts like a click from a controller. So that's very cool. So that's how you do actions in the game. So if you're hovering around over something, you point at it, click on it, boom. Now, some of the games that were really cool. So there's, there's a lot of physics based. They're not really games they're just experiences, but uh, one where you can, you know, adjust gravity of all these different objects and you can put out your joy con, you can grab it and flip it around. And I let, uh, Heather put on the headset for both moving the character around 
and also for this experience. And uh, photography and Snapchats ensued because she was <laughs> loving it. Uh, she's having a really good time. And it's that very intro 101, easy to understand. You slap this on, you're moving things around, not complex, nothing to really learn. Um, and you can move around and do stuff. The games that were included did include some uh, like go-kart racing type of things. You're racing some carts around. There's one where there's a car that you control that has a huge hammer and you need to smash the other cars. That was pretty fun. Uh, and you know the, the challenge here is that sometimes you're holding it up with one hand and then controlling it with another hand because you want to grab stuff. Sometimes you have both of them and you're holding it right up to your face, you know, and uh, that's interesting and there's no strap to keep it on. Uh, but overall, I would say that it worked fairly well. I don't know. I mean, oh, cool. it, it it felt like a low end VR solution. Okay. Sure. But it sure. worked. It felt like a Google cardboard. That's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was some shadowing because you're not strapped in, you know, so it's moving around. The lenses for me seem to have a lot of dust residual on it. So that was kind of oh. annoying. Uh, hmm. But overall, there was some very satisfying things. So you're in the VR space and you're aligning up the gyro and there's a ball and it's like tap on the top a few times. So you tap on it and the ball gets a little bigger. You tap on it again, it explodes and everything comes at you all crazy. <laughs> so that was good fun. I was, I was fairly impressed with the experience. I believe the blaster will be a lot of fun, but uh, overall for the $40 with just the, the headset so far, I'm, I'm pleased, but I did update Zelda. Okay. Uh, and you go into the options and you say, turn on VR mode and it goes into two, like the, on the, on the VR game, the Labo VR, there's an auto mode. So when you slide it in and out, it automatically knows Oh, because okay. it, 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 it covers the light sensor. So when uh, it's, when it's covered, it goes into, into VR mode. Uh, very smart. So, yeah. uh, I strap on Zelda VR. I go into my load where I haven't played in like, you know, a year, which is bad. I need to beat it. <laughs> And I strap this this thing onto my head. Oh, I was sick after a minute. Just oh boy. Oh really? Oh my gosh. Uh it was it was so you got bad motion sickness from it? Yeah, yeah, real bad. I could not I cannot play it that way. Oh no. So okay, so I'm confused by because obviously it's not a first person game. Mm -hmm. So what are you do like are you You're the camera flying over him? Yeah. You're the camera. And Oh, yeah. And, and now here's the cool part, though, is the here's the cool part is the world is three. So if you move your head over and over, Link is pointed forward, but you can see around corners. You can see above mm. structures so you can you can become the camera and start to move around, uh, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. The fighting felt a little off the you know, the 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 text and stuff is kind of floating kind of over you. It's, it's kind of got a, a thing. But I mean. For literally the fact that they did it, it's not like it's how you play the game, right? It's an option. It's an option yeah. that I'll turn off and never play again. But uh, it, maybe I'll try it again when I'm out in the open. But it, it was a lot of fun just to see it. And more than anything, it was cool to experience. I was sort of kind of like leading the camera into different angles that I could never see before. Uh, mm. and, it, and, it, and it honestly looked really good. It, it looked surprisingly the same like it looked graphically very very good so well it's interesting like you said it's a game that's not made to be played that mm -hmm. way that they were able to through some dark magic make it work now i'm thinking like 
Now, if they had a Star Fox game that you mm. could control it in first person mm. as if you were, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, that I could see being very, very cool. This, the idea, like you said, of Zelda, you're the camera and you're moving all these different. Oh man, that would make me sick. I think yeah. that I think that would not. I wouldn't be able to play like that. But a game that's more specific to it, I think you just need something that's a first person. You are your character. You are like able to look around in a very specific way. That would work. I'm so you didn't try. I don't even know if you have it, but Odyssey. So the mini games that came out with Odyssey too. I I do have it, but I didn't boot it up yet. So okay. I need to get the updates. I'm curious still. to see. Yeah. Now I, I I will say I think it'll work with any VR headset. So if you had a Google Cardboard, I think we talked about rumors of it working with that. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to just they could just sell this thing completed for ten bucks, and then what what would be really cool? Let's say if there was a, a plastic one, I would probably buy that over the cardboard all put together for you, then this means you could open up to developers, right? Super hot could come out. You get some VR experiences. I mean, they got to be short because, you know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, why not? I would buy super hot on it because it's really short kind of going on it. But, you know, it might be kind of fun to play some VR games. I don't know. Well, I I think the potential, if, if it can handle it visually, yeah. then I think the potential is there, but I don't want to be holding it up to I strap it over. With the I want to put the strap and then have a pro controller or even the separate joy cons yeah. in my hand. Now that did feel good. And then I would be sold. That on felt it. good when I, when I was holding one up and with a hand, I was doing stuff. Mm. I could see my hand. I could move it around like the HD rumble and the, and the gyros and everything inside of it was great. So I could imagine when you, instead of having those, you know, uh, Oculus, you know, uh, yeah. controllers, you could play with the joy con, but you need to have it strapped on. So I don't know if they're ready to commit to that, but I could see some cool things coming out of this. That would be cool. I'm excited for where this could go then, right? Because this was obviously, it seems like putting a toe in the water, just kind of getting a feel, like what do people think? But if they actually really wanted to commit to it, come out with like that pro level of VR Mm -hmm. that still can work with a Switch that maybe is a little bit more robust, actually holds on its head and you can use your Joy-Cons it'd be cool it'd be pretty you, exciting you become link right and then you your joy cons come off you're strapped on your 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 swing in and it's like the weaver remember the wee version of the yeah. twilight princess and then you had to hold up the shield and then everybody's gonna be like but i think that was ahead of its time where maybe like in the moment i didn't want to play zelda like that but now if i was in a vr environment and i'm playing it like that that could have that could be a totally different thing i mean you hear to hear first nintendo switch pro vr edition coming this fall yep. it's coming out i'm ready all right anything Insider anything else from you buddy <laughs> no that's it for all me all right well thanks everyone for listening to this week's nintendo dispatch you can write us emails or you can tune in and subscribe over at nintendodispatch.com we also record this live in person and by in person i mean on twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch every single Sunday when we're both in town. We record this live. You can come hang out, chat with us while we're doing it. Rustica's here, which is rad, one of our best friends in the entire world. And you can also follow us on Twitter. We tweet it out. So, you know, go to at Dispatch Podcast on Twitter and you can follow us, get some uh, controversial My Time at Portia information uh, and then follow us on Twitch as we're going live. That's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch. Michael, thank you so much for all of your Portia information. And I hope <laughs> no, no problem. I hope that you go get yourself <laughs> some dynamite fishing and hope everyone else does. This has been your Nintendo Dispatch.